You are so ungrateful. You're the worst behaved kids ever. Sit down. Have you ever been in public before? I'm, I'm in a meeting. Stop. Stop. Let's clean up and let's go. Does mom have a reservation? She's yelling. Clean up now. We gotta go. Do you know how many kids are starving in the world? Eat your food. Welcome to Dear Anger, and that is a little thing we call Name That Tone. We're going to play a game today, and it's all about tone of voice. Now, the show, Dear Anger, I'm Ed Krasnick, and my co-host, Rini Jane, coming along in just a minute here. Now, the show is all about how we relate to anger, how we relate to our thoughts, our feelings, and everything under anger. What comes under it? What is anger what is what is it covering up because oftentimes anger like it sits on top of other feelings and that's what this show is all about it's about how to, to learn to relate and connect with our anger not run away from it but connect with it welcome it so that we can make choices about how we deal with it but on today's show it's going to be all about tone of voice. So name that tone. We're going to play that that fabulous game that was part of the game show scandal in the, in the 50s. Name that tone. First, let's let's bring in the uh, the queen of serotonin. Let's bring in the ninja of the neocortex and the first lady of the limbic system. Let's bring her in. Um, this this woman is amazing. She she has a great company called gozen.com. Now, if you have any issues at all in your life as a human being, you go to GoZen.com and you can pretty much find anything that you're dealing with, a skill to deal with that thing, that human thing. And uh, that's at GoZen.com, G-O-Z-E-N.com. And that's Rini Jane. Rini, let me hear your tone this morning. What's up? You know, I have to tell you something. A lot of people don't know that I can have a pretty fierce tone of voice when I want to. In fact, my mom used to say that sometimes when I was younger, <laughs> my voice was like venom. That's how, or I had a very sharp tongue, she used to say. So, you know, it's what's interesting about that open that we just heard is that some of those parents weren't being loud, right? So it wasn't necessarily necessarily yelling or an elevation of our voice, but the way in which the words were said, it was piercing, right? Oh my goodness. Tone of voice is amazing. There's so much more to communication than just the words we say. Yeah. In fact, you know, listening to that um, it's, it's an awful thing because I was really scared listening to it. Um, I, you know, how, if you were talked to that way as an adult, I think a lot of kids are talked to in a certain way. I'm not blaming the adults nor myself, which I have a tone too. It's, it doesn't feel good. It's very off-putting. It's very damaging. I feel, and I feel like I'm still carrying some of the tone that I heard when I was a kid. I feel like that's the critical voice in your head. If you, if you ever are talking to yourself in a mean way, that's what it is. I think that voice gets buried so deep inside of us, and it comes back out in a sort of cyclical way, right? So we're growing up, we might hear a particular tone of voice, and then we maybe we even have the conscious thought, I am never 
going to speak to my kids like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, whether you're a teacher or a parent or both, or you just have, you know, a niece or a nephew or just some stranger around, all of a sudden that voice comes out of you. And it's almost like an out-of-body experience. Oh my goodness. I just used that tone of voice that I thought I would never use. And why am I speaking like this? You know, why am I doing this? It almost feels involuntary. And I think it's really healthy for us to listen to other people doing it, you know, like we did on that open, because you might be doing that yourself at home, but it's just jarring to hear it, hear someone else do it and think, yeah, I don't want to ever speak to my kids like that in a very non-judgmental way. It happens to all of us, you know, but sometimes if you're in the moment and you're doing it, you can't necessarily hear it yourself. Yeah, I and I don't think it has anything to do. We think that that tone is like high volume. We think it's loud. It should be like a, a bad, you know, a, a rough tone of voice is loud. No, it's the it's the intention behind. It's what's underneath it. Just like we say, anger covers other um, other thoughts, other feelings. What is underneath it? And usually, that's like it's it's, it's your worst case behavior is what it is. It's your default. You're not conscious of something. And so you go to your, my back is against the wall and this is what's coming out. There's something that needs to be attended to. I'm push. It's like a spring loaded voice. There's something that needs attention that I need to pay attention to. I'm not paying attention to it. It's built up. And the first thing I feel is you need space. You need room. Something wants to come out and you're not giving it any room. And so this is the result. Totally. It's absolutely a red flag that something else is going on with you, especially if it's surprising. If you use a tone of voice with someone, with your kids, even with yourself, and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, something else is going on with you. Are you depleted? Are you exhausted? Are you out of patience for whatever reason? You know, have you been taken out of flow? Have you just, are you starting to feel like nothing you're doing is working? Um, have you lost your village like many of us have during the pandemic? So it really is a red flag. I think the other thing that's happened is, is that many, many people have turned away and walked away from, thank goodness, hitting their kids and spanking their kids, right? So there has been a movement away from that. But without the proper processing of feelings, because we don't relate to our anger properly, we're like, well, we're obviously not going to do that, right? We're not going to lay a hand on our children. But I have to get my frustration out in other ways. And sometimes it comes out in body language, and sometimes it comes out in tone of voice. And it is amazing. You were talking about playing that game, name that tone. It's amazing. Let's play that game. Because Let's I play think, that game. I think okay. what's going to happen is we're going to see that the same thing takes on totally different meaning when it's said in different ways. All right, so well, how should we play? We're making this up on the fly. We'll play it like a game. Welcome, everybody, to today's number one game show, Name That Tone. Somebody's going to walk away with millions of dollars in prizes, cash, and uh, vacation trips, everything, luggage, emotional baggage. On Name That Tone today, we have a contestant. Her name is Rini Jane. She hails originally from Chicago, from the mean streets of Chicago, Illinois. And Rini, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, today, we're going to try practicing some tones. Do you say that your tone of voice is pretty... Uh, even most of the time? I have practiced a lot <laughs> on my tone of voice. So wow. now it is much more even. 
but I definitely had an undulating tone of voice, almost erratic as I was growing up. Very interesting. Well, we all have that. That's nothing, you know, we all have that in us and we all have something that we're not paying attention to, but we're going to pay attention right now to your tone of voice. And we would like you to utter a a phrase, something uh, that you might say often in your home, and you can utter the phrase right now. And uh, I will guess, I will name that tone. I will say what that tone is representative of. Okay. Um, okay. Here so we go. pick your tone and uh, away we go. Time to put your shoes on. Scariest tone I've ever heard in my life. That is, uh, uh, I'm going to name that tone. That is somebody who's trying to be sweet. But what's underneath is a lot of saltiness. Right? <laughs> that one's sweet and salty. I like it. Yeah, sweet. That's called that's what we call the sweet and salty. Everybody has that, right? You're trying so hard to uh to take another position. This is not that you're unconscious about what's going on with you. This is about you're running away from what's going on with you. Should I try another one? Try another one. And uh the, so the first one was sweet and salty. Here's here comes number two. Hey, 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 hey! Time, time, time to put your shoes on. Time to put your shoes on. You're running to catch a train. You're never going to catch. You're you're behind, and you're trying to catch up because this feeling is so difficult. What's going on underneath me is so difficult. I have to get away from it. So you're that scared. Is, There's some fear yeah. there. Yeah. That's and, and, time to catch the train, voice. I love it. Yeah, time to catch the train. The the, the caboose is loose. Uh, time to catch the train. Okay, let's try um, another one. Time to put your shoes on. I said it was time. That's kind of, I'm trying to be in control. Uh, I wish I were in control, and I'm telling you that I am in control right now. Of course, you're really feeling out of control on the inside, and you're trying to get it back. You're trying to hold on to your sanity, but it's coming up no matter what you do. Okay, so that's that's really good. That's very relatable, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. I have more. Oh, you do? Let's do another one. <sighs> Time to put your shoes on. I am exhausted. I can't talk another second about your shoes uh, because I'm so tired, because I'm exhausted. I'm drained. I'm so drained. I'm wearing a colander on my head because I'm mentally drained. That's what it is. Yeah, drainage. These are good voices, by the way. Uh, You're doing a great job. And the more we match, the more prizes we give away to you and to some of the viewers. And uh, we let you, this helps you with your emotional baggage, which you'll be getting from Samsonite. Samsonite is a sponsor of the show. (laughs) Yes, they're starting to make emotional baggage as if we need that. You know, the great thing about this game is that you can play it with your kids. Ed and I do this podcast unscripted. Okay, you guys, we come in every week. We meet about 60 seconds before we start recording, and we're like, let's talk about this. So this game can be done impromptu with your kids. They will love it, and it's really telling. And you guys can switch roles. Hey, you do mom's tone of voice, and I'll do your tone of voice. And saying the same phrase over and over and over again can be extremely telling. You know, kids laugh 
every time we play this with them. If you want to find out what you sound like to your kids, and it may be shocking and scary to you, but if you want to find out what you sound like, ask them to do you. You do my voice. I didn't put my shoes on. That's the scenario. I didn't put my shoes on. You be my voice. Here we go. And then I'll be you. You know, and I know that people out there are thinking, but listen, there's only one tone of voice that my kids respond to, and that's the reason that I use it. And it is really, honestly, the same precise logic of any time we're feeling out of control and out of power and in a power struggle with our kids. So whether it be us raising our voice and yelling, whether it be us saying, listen, if you don't put your shoes on, then you're not getting dessert later. (laughs) We'll have another episode on unrelated consequences and why they don't really work. Um, Or whether it be us using a tone of voice that isn't kind, isn't compassionate. And so parents worry, listen, I'm in a rush. I need to get out the door. It doesn't have to be this example, but it can be anything. I have stuff going on. And I said it 18 times. So now my tone of voice is going to change, and that's the only way I can get them to do something. Now, we all know that if we, if our kids have built some kind of tolerance to you know, our, our regular tone of voice, we have to keep going up an octave or changing our tone of voice so they listen. But I implore you to try something else. You know, Try something different. Try a whisper. Kids listen to whispers because they think you're starting to tell a secret. And secrets are very sacred and every everybody wants to know a secret, you know. If you've been saying something from far away and changing your tone of voice, hoping to get some kind of, let's just call it compliance, right? It's cooperation we're looking for, but sometimes we're just looking for them to comply. If doing it from far away and raising your voice or changing your tone of voice isn't working, then get in really close you know, say it softly. We can change our tone of voice because we think we need to change our tone in order for our kids to pay attention, but it doesn't need to be changed in a way that scares them and that says, hey, I'm in power here, not you, and you must comply. Well, there's a couple of things going on too. It's what's the goal. And usually the goal with this is that you are trying to get them to comply. And maybe that's not the goal. Maybe the goal is to connect with them, because if you're not connecting with the other person, no matter what age they are, doesn't really doesn't really matter what your goal is. I understand you you have to be out of the house in ten minutes. I get that, but you can still take a minute and say, "I want to connect with them. Let me take in what's going on with them. I'll tell them what's going on with me." Or I need a minute. Give yourself a minute before you do these things. I need an extra minute to figure out how I'm going to do this. So give yourself 30 seconds. You know, if you feel like you're struggling with this, if you've been struggling with your tone, if you've been struggling with yelling, you don't want to show up in this way with your kids, just remind yourself very non-judgmentally that this is a habit that's been developed. Just like, you know, eating junk food can be a habit or watching too much TV can be a habit. You know, any habit can be developed and then can be broken and can be remade into something else. So 
first for grownups that are listening that want to be able to show up in a different way, change their tone of voice. Because by the way, what happens when we use that tone of voice is our kids have mirror neurons. We all do. And they just start adopting it whether they want to or not. When they're in a situation, you know, when they're in a power struggle, they start just feeding it back to other people and us. So we want to show up in a different way. What we need to do is first set the intention. I don't want to use that tone of voice. And then just start to make some micro changes. Just think about one instance where you are regularly using a tone of voice that you're not proud of, like the shoes example. You know, in the morning when my kids need to get their shoes on, I always take on this particular tone of voice. You know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to show up differently. When they do what they inevitably do, which is get ready like snails, I'm going to try this. Show up with intention in a different way and start to redevelop a habit. Yeah, and you, you, this is a workshop. I mean, you can try so many different kinds of things. You can try different. You could try a silly voice. You could go funny if you want to try that. You could try doing the opposite, which is wow. You guys are getting you. You're going so. You're going. Can you go slower? Is it possible for you to go slower? I want to see slow in this house. Or how fast, or whatever, you know, or model it for them. Just be them and let let you show them and they'll show you, you, you do the scenario instead of the line. And um, you can you can try it. I'm getting my, what are you doing? I'm getting my shoes on. Um, you know, now I know you may not have the time to do this, but you do have the time to make a choice. You do. You know, it's it's so funny what happens when you decide that you actually do have a choice and it takes practice. So you might even practice it, you know, in a time where there is an urgency. It's like, hey, you guys, every day we have this situation where, you know, the shoes are getting put on. It's taking us too long. I come in, I get angry. Then you get angry that I get angry. And then everyone is sad you know, or angry. And so can we try this in a different way? And you'd be so surprised, like what you were talking about, Ed, and coming in and doing that slow motion voice. You do something unexpected, you're going to get their attention right away. And you're going to get the attention of your brain right away as well. Because now you're not firing down the same neural pathways. You know, you're not on autopilot anymore. You've basically taken yourself out of the subconscious zone and brought yourself into a conscious reality where you're really like, whoa, what am I doing? <laughs> this is so bizarre. You know, if you use humor, that's one way to really get attention. Again, you're not just trying to get the attention of your child or your teen. You're trying to get your own attention so that you can break a habit. Yeah. And if I if I were a therapist, I'm not a therapist, but if I were, I would do family therapy with your project as a family is to create a family coloring book. And here's the family coloring book. We're going to take every scenario in our family. Each page is a different scenario. You're going to draw it. You're going to color it in. I'm going to draw it. I'm going to color mine in. And we're going to come up with some different ways that we can approach this scenario that we go through every day. I don't know if you guys have noticed this over the last few episodes or even maybe if you've listened to Dear Anxiety, but Ed is obsessed with making a coloring book. Oh, I just <laughs> really want to do up, guys. <laughs> I just really want, I think a family color, like I want to see the picture, draw it for me. And that tells me a lot too. I mean, you can role, see role play, drawing, you know, art projects, family. I don't know why these things aren't done with people that work with families like more often. I hear a lot of talking. 
I don't see a lot of doing. <laughs> and so, and so that's, you got to get in there and do it, Be, you know, and use creativity, like disarm the situation by coming at it in a different way and drawing things like drawing music, movement, you know, role play, comedy, like these are, these are not silly things. These are actually tools that you can use to change your life. Yeah, absolutely. And it gets muscle memory involved. If all we're doing is trying to change our habits by using our thoughts to fight our thoughts, it's not as powerful as using your body, right? Your body is going to remember the actions you took. So role-playing is huge and beneficial and amazing. And we would love to hear that you guys at least give it a try. And listen, micro changes. Just plan on making a shift in one small area of your life and be compassionate with yourself. You're listening to this podcast. We're all trying to do the best we can. The world has gone through so much change and there's a lot going on out there. So please, 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 more than anything, be kind to yourself. You are doing your best with what you have. People always say life is not a dress rehearsal. It actually is a dress rehearsal. It's a rehearsal. If you don't like something that's going on in your life, rehearse it. Rehearse it. Try it out. Say it out. Draw it out. Do it out. I mean, that's, that is what, that's what mental health skills are. You can rehearse it. It might look silly. It might look like I'm not going to talk to myself out loud. Why not? Why not? You can say it out loud. Why not say what's going on in your head out loud so you can hear it as opposed to blurting it out and not paying attention to it? I mean, I'm not trying, and my tone of voice is like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? But I really feel like we don't put enough emphasis on rehearsal or whatever practice or whatever you want to call it to, to simulate these things. How do, you, how do you do it? How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Well, you take a left. No, you practice. And that's what you do in life. How do you get to happiness? Practice. We do really pay attention to practice, deliberate practice and effort, but it's in the domains of academics, sports, and other kind of trainings. But we don't take that lesson and bring it into our own parenting. And so it's so important to see what practice can do. It can really make a huge difference. So what's our homework assignment? What's our call to action for everyone this week? I think they need to play Name That Tone. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great game. It's sweeping the nation. You can give away prizes. Maybe you can figure out how to give away prizes in your friend. Give your kids little uh, incentives to cue into that tone and listen to it and their own tone, you know, figuring out how they sound and what they, how they sound when they want something and they don't know what to do and they don't know how to do it. You're modeling all this stuff for, you play the home game of Name That Tone. Play that game, and I'm going to give you a quick tip in case you're not able to play that game, although we really, really want you to play that game. All you have to do really to start to modify your tone of voice is to hear what you sound like. So if you have a phone, most phones record, record yourself saying the same line seven different ways, okay, and just play it back to yourself. So that is a quick homework assignment if you're not able to do the first one. And uh, I think we're going to have to, I think that might be a show, Ed. So we're going to have to wrap. That is a show. It's a good show. And uh, you can find us for, first of all, thanks for listening and taking the time. And maybe you can send us in your recordings of you saying the same line over and over again. Maybe it's something you and your spouse can do or you and your kid can do. 
And we'd love to hear that. And I don't know where they send it. And I still don't know anything about this. So I'm going to turn it over to you. (laughs) It's the same email. Send it to go at gozen.com. G-O at G-O-Z-E-N dot com. And to find the podcast, go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Dear Anger. But you're listening to the podcast now, so I'm assuming that you've already found that podcast. (laughs) And we also love, love, love when you guys leave us ratings and little reviews because it really helps us reach more people. So thank you for that. Share this podcast with anybody who, uh, who gets angry, (laughs) who feels angry, who you've experienced in your life. And just send it to them. You could you could do that. That's part of the sharing program, uh, the anger sharing uh, movement. Let's share it consciously instead of uh, doing it reactively, which is what we mostly do. So thank you for listening to the show. I'm Ed Krasnick. I'm Rini Jane. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>